Looking for an assist with your credit card, but you can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Hello and welcome to a season-ending edition of the Warriors Plus Minus podcast. Sam Amick in, Marcus Thompson will be heard from later this week. Exit interviews coming up. Tim Kawakami with us. Sam Amick, the closer. The closer. It's over. Does that mean the dynasty is coming to an end? We will discuss. Um, but <laughs> didn't sound like teaser. it. Teaser. Teaser. No, it did not sound like it. Um, Warriors, like, Lakers hit them quick early. 27-10, I believe I remember the score. Uh, they stabilized some. I thought a massive sequence in the game is right before half where, Huge. yeah, Clay Thompson has a wing three to cut it to four, which going into half would have felt like like a big win for the Warriors. He misses, and Austin Reeves bangs a half quarter. Well, and, all- and then Dante DiVincenzo gets the offensive yeah. rebound, and then either he's blocked or just Davis misses it. Davis blocked it. Yeah, yeah. Davis blocked it. Two and Reeves who hit a half quarter. Yeah, yeah. It's ten and a half. I mean, the, the Warriors tried to crawl back but couldn't. Lakers controlled this game. Lakers you could say we're the better team, better team in the series, better team down the stretch in games one and four, and certainly a better team tonight. They closed hard. LeBron was great. Thoughts? I mean, I'm looking at the box, gentlemen, and in any other previous Steph versus Le- LeBron playoff matchup, you know, it, the, the hot take would be, ah, oh, LeBron got him again. And this was so different. Like, it was Steph getting zero help. Steph's guys, I mean, for lack of a better way of putting it, you know, just kind of coming up short for him. Uh, I've never seen Clay struggle like that. You guys tell me if I got recency bias, but that was a tough performance to watch. In the regular season like that, like yeah. he referred yeah, to it. The, you know. With these stakes, you know. Um, game six, Clay has not come up too big last three game sixes. So. And to be that seemingly in his head, you know what I mean, or call it confidence or whatever it might be, you know, he's missing bunnies, he's missing runners, he's double clutching on threes that was something else to watch and and they were not going to win this game without clay being clay clay three of 19 in this game he was 34 percent for the series his last four games were just bad from a shooting perspective and you know when when you have that going on well you also have jordan pools like spy you know spiraling playoffs um and andrew wiggins with you know, Andrew Wiggins has a like broken rib. Yeah, basically, clearly, clearly limited, clearly limited. Not only clearly limited, but like you know, you could tell post game how proud of Andrew Wiggins, like Kerr and some of the players were for playing. And then we chatted with Wiggins a little bit post game. I mean, he he estimated like this would probably be like more than a month that he would have missed if this was the regular season. Like this wasn't it. Weeks. He said yeah. six to eight yeah. weeks. Yeah, so no, it was a, it was an injury that we've seen guys miss a lot of time with. So he gutted it out. I think. I'll, I'll jump right to the big picture. I just think we saw the foundational guys. They're going to str- some struggle. Draymond did not have a great game. Steph did not have a great shooting game. But we saw those three guys. They kept. They were saying how they were proud of them. Steph said it. We're proud of what we did. This is not a moral victory. We didn't get to where we wanted. But us three, we know what we can count on with us three together. Anthony Slater and Sean Strani broke story today that they're likely to talk to Draymond about a multi. I think that was the way this was leaning the whole way. Uh, and those three are the guys still. And 
we're going to go dot, 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 and Wiggins. We'll just put Wiggins in there. Let's put Looney in there. And the rest are dot, dot, dot. And the number one most dotted person is Jordan Poole. And I don't know that he's going to be on this team next year. Yeah, I mean, one of the main things in, in the, the, the crunches about Draymond likely coming back, you know, he has the $27 million player option. Again, I, I, I do think something more longer term is, is likely. But the reality is it's going to be the type of money where that, returning with what Jordan Poole is going from 3.9 million to I believe he's around 27 ish 26 27 um creates a tax you know skyrocket that that Joe Lacob is has repeatedly told you basically that he's not willing to go to now it comes with extra penalties in the new CBA with a non-championship team Yes. Right, add that second he, round yeah. team. Yeah. So yeah, I mean it, it it makes it so you would think somebody might be on the chopping block and Jordan Poole may have played himself onto the chopping block, uh, you know, this season. I mean, to hear Steve Kerr say complimentary-wise uh, that this team maxed itself out is an indictment of the supporting cast that you're talking about. And considering if they're not giving up on the big three and they're clearly not, that jumped out of me. Uh, you know, the idea that he looked at this entire roster and said, no, you know what, I think we got all the juice we could out of this group. That screams, you know, major offseason moves. Uh, Tim, I know you talked to Steve. Uh, what's your sense? Yeah, I talked to Steve. I was just say, are you disappointed that you didn't get more out of the young players? And he said, no, they're not ready. They were not ready. The time was not right for them. Jordan pulls a slightly different category here, but he praised Moses Moody for being, you know, he was going after the balls. I could tell he had a breakthrough at the end of the regular season. But John Kamingas would be a sophomore in college right now. And, you know, these Moses Moody would be a junior in Arkansas. And he just said these are – not when Steph was a junior at Davidson, Draymond was a junior in Michigan State, they wouldn't be helping teams win playoff games. Now, Steph, I might question that one, but I get his point. He's very forceful about it. It's all, you know, you have to kind of read the context of it. Uh, I think they still think that they can get something out of Moody and a Kaminga. I'm not certain they think they can get, certainly not $27 million out of Jordan Poole. I'm gonna. I'm, I don't want to keep harping on it, but I am gonna write about this. Um, I think it almost is the not. It's not the end. This the, the loss wasn't the end of the dynasty. It almost is the, as Steph called it the doubling down. It's like these are our best guys. Like there are still their best guys. So you kind of tweak around that, and the way they tweak around that is Jordan Poole maybe trade Kaminga. I don't think so. Well, I would say this, and it's, we. I mean, we reported it today, but. <clears throat> And it's it's understandable, I think, but like the Jonathan Jonathan Kaminga side of this is, you know, give me a role in in year three, um, or put me somewhere where I'll have a role. Yeah. And that, he's I think he's a good player. Yeah. You know, he was good at the end of the season. Steve, I mean, Kirk could have draw, tried to drop him in this series, and I and maybe it would have been even worse. But you kind of needed somebody like that, as Steph said, like a changeup, to not shoot the three, not go at the rim. What they that tough too uh you know they don't have that guy pool sort of was that guy it didn't happen this series kaminga could be that guy and, and if you just what steve kerr said it wasn't going to happen this series but it might happen in a future series and that's what what this jonathan kaminga is there for um beyond that i don't know what jordan pool does for them uh, you know if, if he can't if, if he's going to get better but if you can't count on him in this series right right now at age 23, I'm about to make $27 million. This is where we miss Marcus. He'd be slapping me down right now. Well, I would but say I don't, I don't know what the, the, the pushback the I got is. on him on the idea of moving him is he averaged 20 points per game this season. Uh, he had 
like even if you consider it a down season, he still like had very potent moments. He's very useful, particularly when Steph Curry misses games. Uh, and Steph Curry missed, you know, several like he had several injuries this season. Where Poole was, he played all 82 games. He was good in those stretches. And you would be if you did trade him, you would be trading him when he is at his lowest value in you know 18 months probably. Uh, Sam, just what, what's your take on the Poole situation? Because I mean, he had he like he has been important for them in important moments before. I mean, the last points you made about his value and, and where it stands on the arc right now, that lands a lot with me because negotiation-wise, it's, it's just a terrible time for them to put him on the market. <laughs> so maybe it does become more of an elongated situation where they, they, they figure out what the market looks like heading into the trade deadline, see how it looks next year. I could see that happening. I also, not to pivot on you, Slater, but I wonder, you know, okay, tonight everybody's in their feelings uh, and they talk about keeping the band together. And Draymond, even at one point, said next year I got to be better. And he was talking as if he's in a Warriors jersey 100%. He said I want to be a Warrior for life. Yeah, and it, exactly. Made it really clear. Clay makes it clear he wants to be here. They're all acting like it's a foregone conclusion. The contract negotiations get done. I'm not so sure that it'll be easy. And I specifically with Clay, uh, you know, I mean, he, the report coming from ESPN a few weeks back that gets floated that he's expecting a max extension. Um, he wants a uh, max extension. That he's, he's not expecting that he wants one. Yeah. And tonight, that's, but you juxtapose that with what we he's saw tonight. One. He's not getting 100%. No, no. He wasn't, no, he wasn't getting one before. But 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 you at least know that that boardroom table is gonna be somewhat uncomfortable when he's got to come to grips with what it actually is, and I wonder how that goes. I wonder and how Draymond's goes too. Well, guess what? Who's gonna be across the table? Right. Is it Bob Myers right. or not? That yeah. is the that's monster, a, that's, monster, that's, that's monster, big, monster question. Yeah. But what Steph talked about, like we'll get together and collectively decide these things. I think is Steph gonna be the general manager? I mean, if you're the new general manager, you're not gonna say, "Hey, Steph, what do you think?" Uh, I'll put it on uh, one thing. I, I, I see your point, Sam. I agree with it generally. I think they kind of know what the terms are going to be with Draymond. Like, this has been kind of going on for a while. Not, I'm not saying play, though, I'm because, not exchanging numbers, right. but, like, what's the parameters, sure. right? Yeah. What's, what's, what are you looking at? What are we looking at? So, you know, this game, this series, even the last series might not have changed that. Hey, listen, they win a championship. Very different question. But I don't think they're going to go, oh, my God, you the one. I think Draymond's kind of I mean, knows Draymond, what the numbers I mean, are out there for. Fine. I should right? have just focused on Clay Because yes, coming yeah. into this series, yeah. the sense I got was that, you know, that, that yeah, he'd probably be willing to, to accept something below the max. But, you know, still targeting not that far below the max. You play like this in this series, and then you add in the luxury tax implications that they're dealing with and the idea that they might still have Jordan Poole on the books. Those numbers don't add up. Tim, you've written this a million times, like what Joe Lacob's threshold is. That's where, for me, the clay thing is going to be interesting. My read on the clay thing is, I, you know, you go back to the Wiggins last summer, where Wiggins was at like what thirty three million, I think, this season, and there it was basically. Last yeah, well, no, this season he was making thirty something million. He he signed an extension that kicks in next year that goes down. It goes, it's a pay cut. Yeah, but I think the the Warriors were pretty. St- you know, steady in their negotiation that like they weren't going past this price point. If you want to extend, extend at this number. If you want to make what you believe your market value is, and if Andrew Wiggins took it all the way to the offseason, this offseason, maybe the Cleveland Cavaliers or somebody gives them $36 million. But he said, you know what, I want to be around. I'll take a pay cut. I kind of think that's where the Clay situation might be going, where it's like either you decide you want to stay around at a reasonable number that is 
clearly going to be below the $43 million he's going to make next season. Or he, he's playing on an expiring $43 million deal next year. That I know you're kind of uh, intimating maybe that's something they move, but that is such a tough contract. No, I'm not saying – I mean, I'm just saying that the looking in the mirror moment. He, he was terrible in the series. He was terrible. Mm-hmm. So if they're going to talk as if the dynasty is going to keep rolling with this three, this three is not beating an elite team next year if they play like that. Like – like, honestly, they're not. The Lakers dominated those big three, except for Steph. I mean, AD got Draymond, yeah. and, and Clay and Steph got beat by Austin Reeves and D'Angelo Russell. You know? Um, yeah, I mean, you're, that, you're mainly talking about Clay. I think Draymond's still at yeah. a Draymond level. You're talking about Clay. Yeah. And I, it's fair. Yep. Yeah. That's why I, I maybe you don't do anything. And maybe you don't like it, but, like, we don't know what your number is, Clay. You know, let's maybe we'll give you the, the, the Wiggins deal start at 25 maybe not and you play it out and if, if you play it out and someone's willing to give you more than that life is tough uh, and you know you've been great here so I, I think that might go as a one year deal I, I just I've never felt that's a good number for them to work off of it's not a good number for Clay to work off of maybe you just let it roll through um, and your Clay how, how do you demand you know huge money it's very hard to do that right now at his age uh, he said he's just made it through his first healthy season since, you know, whatever. Um, Led the NBA know. made threes this year. Yeah, no question. He he's a good player. But that's why you, he's a good player for them, they, so they can't trade him for less. So I think this three is staying together. Draymond with a contract. Maybe Clay not. Steph has two more years. We'll see what happens with Myers. You got to get better. No question. You got to get, you know, I'm not saying trade pull for nothing. Yeah. You trade pull for something, maybe two things, you know, that he has some value. Uh, people ask me, he can't have any value. I think he's got value. I mean, one of the reasons they gave him the contract wasn't because they think he's the most, the greatest player ever. It's like, we can't lose him, sign him for this number, and then we can trade him uh, if they want to. And I think there will be interested teams. You know, I don't know what they're going to get, but a league guard who can score, we know those guys are valuable, even if it doesn't look great here. It just doesn't look great. I, I was thinking that as this game was going, it's like, it is a tough spot for these young guys because not only do you have to produce in these pressure moments, you have to pr- try to produce at some level of Steph, Clay, and Draymond because that's what they're doing or, or, or produce the way they have done in the past, and you're not going to. Like, you're just, they're not going to do that. And it's how we measure them. It's how they should be measured because this is where they are. It's tough, though, to say, all oh, right, you know what? Kaminga doesn't play like Draymond. Well, he's never going to. That's not going to happen. So at some point, I think they have to suck it up and say, we're going to accept 82 games of up and down, and it might not be great, but John Kaminga's got to play on this team. Like, if he's unhappy with his role, would, his, would he be unhappy if they said you're the sixth man? Would he be unhappy if they said you're the seventh man? If he was playing 22 yeah, minutes yeah. a night in these playoffs, like, yeah. I think. I mean, he was playing 24 minutes after the All-Star break. Now, that was because Andrew Wiggins wasn't around and Gary Payton was barely in the rotation. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, th- I think it would have been fine with that. Now, now they don't love that. You know, Steve Kerr doesn't like a gun to his head. He wants players to earn it. But I think they could come to some kind of accommodation where I think you he- are the seventh man. That's what you are. Anthony Lamb is not playing next year. <laughs> you are playing those minutes. And then see where it goes. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but you can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. 
Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. I received a package at my door this week. It was my first Home Chef delivery. It included some Parmesan chicken with some broccoli with a little orange sauce with it. It probably took me, I don't know, 25, 30 minutes overall to prep and cook. I was actually a little impressed with myself. I went, you know, did the whole recipe, followed all the instructions, made it, had a great dinner. I loved it. My wife loved it. I'd suggest it. Because being able to feast on a delicious meal without the long prep and cook times is what drew me to Home Chef over the other guys. Home Chef's meals are effortless, even for someone like me who isn't exactly making it on Top Chef anytime soon. And not only is it convenient, but it's economical too. Home Chef customers save an average of $86 per month on groceries. For a limited time, Home Chef is offering my listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box and free dessert for life. Just go to homechef.com slash plus. That's homechef.com slash plus for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash plus must be an active subscriber to receive the free dessert. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the Internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Call 1-800-DIRECTV. Terms or restrictions apply. I think one of the issues, you know, it certainly comes up with Kamingo, but, you know, now that we're talking about Draymond very likely being back and Looney's established as, as a core member, like Wiggins. Wiggins, I mean, obviously there's a front court logjam, but also it's like a style of play problem for them, too, where like Draymond, as good as he is, he does kind of handcuff who you can play in the lineup combinations you can have out there. Where part of the reason Jonathan Kaminga, they couldn't find a way for him on the floor against Sacramento or against the Lakers was because non-shooters right can you have more than one non-shooter on the floor at the time in in 2023 well if you're having Kaminga play the three with Looney and Draymond out there that's three at least non-shooting threats to the defense Kaminga shot it pretty well from three this year but I don't know Sam what any other bigger picture takeaways from your perspective I mean you were in all these like semi-reflective post-game press conferences I'm curious how you guys see Bob Myers situation now like what what, what way is the wind blowing with Bob? I've been the optimistic one on this just because I think it's going to be hard for him to leave Steph when it comes down to it. And I think Steph's going to try to convince him to stay. He won't say, you know, against your will. But, now listen, there are reasons for him to go. I don't know what the opportunities are. There are reasons for him to start somewhere else. There are reasons to say, I want to do something new. There might be reasons for him to say, I want to, you know, I don't need this pressure from this owner, from this situation totally understood you know but i just find it hard uh, that he's going to be the first one to walk draymond staying clay staying what changed right yeah i mean it's just i thought draymond was going to stay anyway so maybe that's why i've been more optimistic about bob i mean but take your mind back to preseason did you think draymond was going to be around (laughs) no i did not in fact i wrote that in fact i wrote that uh it was i think you just hit it though tim is that there was a time during this season where it makes a ton of sense to me if you're Bob that you don't want to have to be the guy that breaks it all up. Tough decision with Draymond, let's part ways. Tough decision with Clay, maybe we part ways. 
considering it now sounds as if everybody's sticking around, I'm with you. I think I have a hard time seeing Bob bounce. I also look around the league, and I know NBA executive jobs, that's not the only thing on his plate. He's got other stuff he could do. But we wrote about the Clippers possibility a little bit. I don't see that happening. I think Lawrence Frank is fine with the Clippers. You know, the Phoenix, Phoenix is worth monitoring. I never got the sense that that was like something that Bob was looking at hard. I could be wrong, but with Bob, you heard consistently that like in terms of life priorities that New York and L.A. had kind of had his attention. Uh, Phoenix is close enough to L.A., who knows? And, and yeah, there's some weird stuff there, you know, Isaiah Thomas kind of in the shadows lately. But I, 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 and I he's front row, with, you know, in, in the Jokic scrum. That's not even the shadows. <laughs> it's the Matt Ishbia shadows. No, I mean, that's, you know, and I'm very curious. I talked to Bob briefly after the game, <laughs> excuse me, and just asked him if, if he felt like sharing any reflections. And he was very nice about it. He smiled and said, you know, too soon, you know, too soon, not yet. Um, but he was seemingly fine. And uh, I asked Clay about him, too, if he had any pulse on what direction it's going. And those guys don't seem to know, but but obviously they want him back. So, Slater? You have, Slater yeah, yeah, I mean, you have plenty of people um, pretty close to the situation that don't know. And Bob is adamant, like, he has not decided yet. Now, you kind of would think inside Bob Meyer's brain he's leaning one way or the other. Like, he, he I'm not saying he knows for sure. He's saying he's going to take the time necessary to, like, kind of ponder it post this season. His contract's not up until June 30th. Um, but the draft is June 22nd. Like, this offseason planning needs to happen soon. Like, there needs to be he's some gonna, level of an be answer. in Chicago for the pre-draft camp. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure. You guys think like, I'm being naive to, you know, the sense I got during these playoffs is that, you know, and we always wrote that the money was just part of it. You know what I mean? There was a lot of other factors. I now feel like if it's just the money – I think Joe will pay the freight. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I thought I thought that all along. He's a negotiation. He pissed off Bob maybe with it, but it's negotiation. And if they come up with fifteen million dollars a year, I think Bob is likely to stay, and I think Joe is likely to come up with it. But you know, maybe that's what that's like a basketball sort of thing. If Bob wants to be vice chairman of Disney, then he's gone. The next Gavin Newsom. Yeah, we can yeah, name him, yeah, you yeah. know, this podcast, you know, Guru, <laughs> ESPN's like next front office insider. Yeah. There's a lot of ways he could go. And can I, he replace Bobby I will Marks? Say that, I don't know. Are you sure about that? I will say this. It did it not feel to you not even just these playoffs, but this season that that he was kind of taking a this could be it like no, no like oh, no, yeah, wandering approach like really well the podcast i mean come yeah on not now. only that yeah. and then the other thing and i wrote it today and i feel pretty strongly about it i think there's been some level of grooming of my gut dunleavy yeah. and, yeah. and you see it there's they're side by side all the time the game one loss to the lakers what's happening post game it's in the weight room it's draymond steph bob mike dunleavy all having like a four-person conversation and to me that is I think that's subtle ways of him showing Mike, like, hey, if this is your job next season, these are the type of conversations after big losses you have with these guys, and these are how these conversations are done. Now, and I've, you know, talked to Mike, I've talked to plenty of people, and they're all, the Lakeups, they're all hoping Bob does come back. Obviously, there's been contract offers to try to bring Bob back, um, and maybe he, he does decide. And I, But again, I can't imagine it's going to take that long for him to decide because you mentioned it, pre-draft camp, it's lottery, it's like two days. you know, draft, free agency, <laughs> extension decisions. Like Draymond's, you know, can, can be – you can talk to Draymond before free agency. So uh, the new CBA, there's like so many things that, that 
you know, he needs to be a part of it if he's a part of it long term. I agree. And I, again, I, I've been the optimistic one, so I'm going to keep saying I think this can be worked out. I think he can sign a two-year extension, and he can leave in one year. And if he goes to Disney, he can, you know, he can do two years, and then some, maybe the Clippers' job is open then. Um, I just doesn't did not feel like to me, and it never has, that he's going to be the first one. And he would have to be the first one now. And hey, Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant does not count. He marked away. Count. Iguodala, do we count Iguodala? Um, and, uh, shout out Andre. Was that was that the end of Andre's yes. celebrated yeah, career? Yeah, Andre's yeah. career is over. Yeah. 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 yeah, You know, I mean, hey, they could have used a healthy Andre in this series, yeah. but he was not going to be healthy. And you know, they kind of do that when they signed him back. Um, hell of a career. Hell of a career. I think he's. They kind of needed him to talk to the young guys this season because it was rough on those guys. Uh, but I, I, I'll just think. I, I think it's just interesting. And Steph made a reference to it. Training camp, like this season started with Draymond punching Jordan Poole. It destabilized the thing. They had won a championship, but it never felt like they had it going. And I thought they could be better this season because it's, you know, it's the young guys getting a, a whole nother year of experience. Steph still has it. Wiggins another year. I just, I, and it just got all got knocked aside by that. And then the rest of the season was trying to build it back together. And they kind of got to it. Sacramento series was a really, you know, resounding note of it. But they never put it together because it just kept it knocked them offline. It knocked Jordan Poole offline. That's why when I'm critical of him, I also understand that part of it. Uh, and it was a little bit it symbol, symbolized, I think, the old guard saying these young guys aren't doing it. And they never did it this season. They, they had a trade Wiseman. Kaminga didn't do it. Suffer in the regular season sometimes. I actually got, I'm defensive of Kaminga's no, season. I, I like you know, I, I like Kaminga, but at some point, his coach couldn't play him, right? I mean, well, his coach you know, chose not to play yeah, him. I mean, didn't I think, play him. Just didn't play him. No, you're right. I mean, yeah. you're correct, but I just I, I think he showed a lot, and I think he could have helped in this series personally. You I know? think you could have played him more and just have him feel good about the shot at some point. You know, that's the whole whole game. You know what was it, funny? Every time he came in a garbage time in the series, he was, like, hitting jumpers. Yep. I mean, I don't know if nobody probably noticed. And there was a lot of mop-up duty in it this series. It was a lot. Uh, I know the how limited they are, but I, I do wonder roster-wise, I mean, you know, do you guys see them shocking the world with any higher-name pursuits this summer, upgrading in the ways that, that they did? You know, I mean, there's no Kevin Durant move out there, but – you know, Joe Lacob is is a guy who doesn't settle for yeah. second round of the playoffs. To me, the move, the type of move you're talking about is something like a, a pool and Kaminga for OG Ananobi yeah. or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that would be substantial, right? You know, something like that. But it's not, you know, like you said, it's not Durant. The the Colin Cowherd special from the other day, Jalen Brown for uh, <laughs> yeah, no, for yeah. pool and uh, I think it was I think it was Jalen Brown and Malcolm Brock. And, yeah, that was the part that where you, you think listening. they might want to do that one. You think they 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 take that one Jaylen in a second? Jalen would fit in nice. Yeah. Jalen would Jaylen fit Jaylen in nice. Well, along with that announcement, Bob Myers has just signed a seven year extension with the Warriors because they might win two more championships with Jalen if they had Jalen Brown on this team. No, I, I I do think Jordan Poole has some interest. There will be some interest. You know, it's not a it's a huge contract, but it's there's certainly been bigger ones traded than that, and they've got there's been value gotten we're, back we're for in it. The building where Russell Westbrook got Absolutely. traded this year, I mean, Ben Simmons got traded. I mean, like there are they could get something, maybe not the something Angela great. Russell, you know, could you know Tyler Hero has the same contract basically, and I'm sure that he could trade him, and I think they're very similar players, so. 
I think they could do something. I don't know what. Uh, and, you know, the CBA is very restrictive, so it's going to be very curious how they maneuver around that. They might more, not have their tax, but they don't have their taxpayer middle, right? It's more, yeah. more, tra- more trade value right now. Jordan Poole or DeAndre Ayton? Go. Would you trade? Would you trade Jordan Poole for DeAndre Ayton right now, Sam Amick? If you're the Warriors, yes, I would not. Yeah, I I think that could be worked into like a three way. I, I absolutely would. Would yeah, I think in the Warriors environment, he's he's he could be another Wiggins, like where you get it out of him. Yeah, I don't know. No, I mean, he's like, had so, but, see, but just on those seeing, finals yeah, teams, yeah. or team singular, like. You know, he was right. This, know. But that is the kind of play. I mean, it, I, I'm not totally disagreeing with you. I just don't like Aiden. But the fact that we're saying this tells us you all that you could, that you could, you could get you could get something for Jordan Poole. You're going to get somebody like DeAndre Aiden. Yeah, I, I think, mean, I not, think the, you know, that is the, the Suns might do that, right? I mean, so. Maybe, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they got to do something, man. <laughs> If you say uh, you need someone to back up Chris Paul who can score the ball. I don't think Chris yeah. Paul going to be there. Yeah, uh, so like. I How think Chris Paul to the Warriors. Paul I think the Suns like that is. Yeah. It just tells us right now that Jordan Poole has value. That we're just openly discussing this, and we're both going mm-hmm, maybe. So I can see them doing something, either packaging with Kaminga, packaging with a pick, um, and they well they can't trade the pick. I guess they get because they got their they can trade their own one. They're, 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 they they had twenty twenty four. Yeah, for, but literally like uh, what I think is the eighteenth pick this year. Uh, you just make the pick and then you no, trade yeah, it after. You can do yeah. that then. Uh, and I'm going to throw one crazy name out there. I think Patrick Baldwin is going to play next year. I do. I mean, we talk about the, fun- yeah, the funkiness of Draymond. Patrick Baldwin is a big who can shoot. You can play him with, you know, and he's another shooter, and he's a really good shooter. I think that guy is part of this other wave. You know, maybe it's going to take him another year. I would sit, think I would try to play him next season. Mid-May and the Tim Cow economy, Patrick, Patrick Baldwin. Baldwin. Patrick Baldwin. Patrick Baldwin agenda has Wave already begun. My, uh, anything else before we get out of here? And like, probably me, you, me, Tim, and Marcus will probably do a, a bigger picture season ending recap after Bob and Steve's exit interviews early next week. I think I was a Clay mentioned mental fatigue. He said it. Like maybe that explains his sh- short shots. Uh, I think he and Steph wore down. I mean, again, this is a fact of life. They had to do it because. They went to seven against the Kings, and then they lost first two games. <laughs> they went down three one to Lakers, but it, it put a toll on them. It would have put would have put a toll on younger players. They're not young anymore. Uh, I think they were tired, and they they deserve to be tired. Did you guys watch Steph's uh, pregame routine at all? A little bit. I actually <laughs> thought he looked tired in the pregame routine. Like he the, his shot didn't have pop. He was shooting his half quarter, and it, and it looked like me trying to heave it up there. <laughs> And and I got my attention at the Didn't time. Didn't look like Austin Reeves. Oh my <laughs> God! And I laughed when you brought up the fatigue. I'm a little beat this evening myself, and and I didn't even play these games. Um, I do think the pacing of the of the last two series Ooh, these was were tough. Wars. <laughs> that, that King series in retrospect that, 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 that was was I mean, a Goliath. Kings get, the Kings get the assist. Does that mean they get credit for? Yeah, well, listen, the cost of Warriors game one. And then how do they lose the series because they lost game yeah. one? Uh, you know, like, but like that's that beam, Sacramento. that's the Warriors' own fault or the Kings' credit. Do you go to seven when the Lakers won theirs in six? They had two extra days off. Somebody actually—I was kidding—but someone with the Warriors made that exact point to me. They're just talking about unpacking the season, and they brought up the, the missed opportunity in Game Six of the last round. Yep. And if they win that game, they maybe they probably win Game One, yep. and this series feels differently because then then this would have been the Lakers to try to get to three three. 
and then they go back to seven. You know, so hey, listen, it's not unlucky. It's just the, they should have. It's a playoffs. Yeah, it's a playoffs. You 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 win fast, and you give yourself time off, and you you don't win fast, and you get yourself into marathons, and the Warriors got themselves in a marathon. Yeah, and then by the way, I'll say it, they would have gotten clobbered by the Nuggets if they'd gotten through this. They would have gotten clobbered. I mean, I think the, the Lakers are going to play a little differently because Anthony Davis is so different, but. The Warriors, if they had gotten won this game and then won Game Seven on Tuesday, would have lost by fifty, and then they would have lost the next one, been down two zero, and it would have been a tough series for them. What, what do you say? You're, you've been Mr. Nuggets skeptic. I, I would have picked the Nuggets. I agree with Tim. The Nuggets have really impressed me in these playoffs, and I, I think the Nuggets are wiping the Lakers out in Game One, and I think the Nuggets win that series if I had to pick. Where are you at? Uh, I don't know where I'm at with the next series. Uh, I don't know. Y'all are welcome to join me in Denver, though. I mean, you know, you get to... Get your hotels all set up there, Sammy. My gosh. I'm a fast. Off to the Mile High City. Happy Mother's Day to all the wonderful mothers out there. Happy Mother's Day. That's all I got, boys. All right. Sammy's winding down. I think Slater and I got some energy because we like we got a, we got some time off now. <laughs> uh, I know somebody in my family who's quite happy you about that. You got two people. Two people. Two people. Yeah, you're right. Uh, okay. All right. Well, we will talk uh, probably next week after exit interviews. Warriors! Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic.